0: Okay, reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavad, Ancha Chapter 3, text 70. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda. Jaya dwaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Yadi tino nahi jana yena apanati tabhi kara shakti acche janate tanhare who has the power to know the lord if he does not reveal himself Om Ajnana Gananjana Shalakaya Chaksur Unlatham Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Sapa Dantikam Vanchakalpa Tarubhyascha Sindhu Vayebacha Patitanam Pavanabio, Vaishnavavio, Namo Namah. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Adwaita Gadadhar, Sivasa Dekor Bhaktabinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So greetings from the Jagannath healing house in Hudson. Um, It's kind of the, at least there's a, a kind of a break in the the pandemic. There's no mass mandate and, uh, gatherings can be there again so that's kind of nice uh, just going to make some reflection uh, another one of my god brothers passed away his name was bhuvani shvara prabhu because i lived in Vrindavan so many years i knew him and he would cook the noon offering for the Radha Shamsundra for so many years, so such intimate service. And uh, Kinshana Krishna was very, very close with him. And uh, all he had was spiritual life. There was nothing else in his life. He was a brahmachari. Um, And his only entertainment was reading Prabhupada's books. And uh, he would attend all the programs Um, so he had kind of a simple life and it's not that he didn't have his share of of struggles in life because he was from America, but he had a kind of like a hunchback. So, um, of course we don't look at the bodily deformities or whatever of a devotee, but there's a philosophical point to be made you know, it, it must be a really tough in America to, to kind of grow up like that. Because, you know, America has so much a, a, a judgment on how you look and how, you know, there's so many pressures, you know, in, in, in that kind of culture. But, you know, he transcended that because he became a very revered devotee and that's the standard by which one is judged, so he was actually quite respected. but I guess you know that creates impressions in the mind and I don't know if you say grumpy or 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 what um, but his life was his service, and those of us who are healthy and um have other opulences, material opulences. You know, we're conditioned to to um, having some type of reciprocation from an other type of life, either from our looks, or our intelligence, or a job, or whatever it is, uh, our family, etc. But he had no material life, and. He had no attraction for that material life. So, Kinchana just wrote me and 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 raised an interesting point, which I'll answer here. He was saying if there's anything in Vaishnava culture about how you die, you know, because, you know, Prabhupada said, whatever you do, don't take me to the hospital. It was another great saint, Bibhu Chaitanya in Vrindavan. I saw his last you know, wishes, don't move me from this room. And I remember reading a book by Christopher Hitchens, who is a, a very prominent. He was one of the four horsemen of atheism. And uh, he wrote a book called Death, because he was dying of throat cancer. Because he was such a great writer, he used to write when he was drunk. Um, he was able to write really up to the end and he made that point that the the advancement of of modern because he was at the best hospital the advancement of modern uh the advancement of modern medicine is that they can prolong the torture in the body and at the same time take your 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 the the money that you would leave to to and write out all your family's money so and also, it, it, uh, Krishna, uh, Krishna was making the point "Bhakti Saraswati Thakur, he didn't die in a hospital. You know, trying to live towards the end with so many tubes, etc. And then there was the example of of korma-rupa. Uh The example of kormarupa Prabhu, who served the cows in Vrindavan for so many years and When he found out he had cancer, you know, and it was stage four, and just went back to Vrindavan and then died in in that way. Of course, there is a provision in Shastra that one should try to save life as long as possible. So you have to kind of judge when Krishna is saying, no, I'm taking you now um, and not fight that. Of course, you can get treatment and there's nothing wrong with medicine. He gave the example, Bhuvaneshwar Prabhu would take whatever medicine it was to do his service. So that's there. But um, as I always, you know, the phrase I always give is that destiny is the language of God. So when God speaks loud, no, I want to take you. I want to take you. You know, you know, you know. You need you need a new vehicle, or you need a spiritual body. Then um, the Vaishnava, he gives up the false ego of trying to control and enjoy, and accepts Krishna's will, and basically fasts until death. It was one Ayurvedic doctor used to be the temple president of Boston. And, you know, I I asked him, what is the Ayurvedic cure for this disease? Maybe it was cancer. He he said death. And then there was a, uh, and I'm not, you know, recommending people don't deal with and treat these type of things. And I know there was this Western, impersonalist, but he was legitimate impersonalist. He, you know, he he, and he, he used to have a magazine, Hinduism Today. And he got cancer and he fasted to death. Um, so, Kintra Krishna was reflecting, and I had the same idea that Bhuvanesha Rabu, you know, he had his challenges, mental challenges too, because when he couldn't do his service, he would become quite depressed and his service was his life and without his service he had no life he he didn't want to live in this deformed body and and, and the, the mental t- impressions that 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 caused him with the samskara stay so strong within the consciousness so from that he had very strong negative mental impressions in his consciousness from from receiving, I suppose, that type of, uh, you know, rejection. I know what his family situation was. So when he could, twice that happened 20 years ago, and now with COVID and, and, and getting older, when, when his body became useless for service, he had no life and he became depressed and he didn't function, he didn't want to eat, he didn't want to clean, you know, it was very intense. So for the last year, you know, when he couldn't do his service, he went, you know, kind of, it looked like depression, and, and uh, you know, but, you know, at the end, he, he fasted until death, and died in Vrindavan, and and and, and uh, Kinshasa Krishna was mentioning that, and I also had that impression that, you know, somehow or other. You can also see Krishna's mercy. He doesn't forget one's service. He doesn't forget one's service. He doesn't try to get people on technicalities. When you look at it, for 50 years or 40 years or 35 years in Vrindavan, he worshipped those deities. He cooked for those deities. He read Prabhupada's books. He attended all the programs. And Krishna saw and 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 this and, and you know he just fasted until death and therefore he died in his room surrounded by devotees doing kirtan and got some exalted exalted destination and I also thought and I I had I I, I it it may be a a kind of uh what's the word, uh, not grotesque, uh, somber kind of view of the world is that, um, you know, in the Western world, we, in Western world, we have this kind of mixed karma, because there's so much suffering in this world. It's definitely not the heavenly planets. And it increases, with, as Kali Yuga increases, the dysfunctions of the families and, and the samskaras and, 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 the, and look how the world is, is moving today. And it's so disturbing. It doesn't matter if you're left or right or whatever, whichever way you look, Which every way you look, the world is so disturbing. It's dukkalayam avashvatam. It's temporary. I don't want to, you know. It's and and relationships are so disappointing. And and as Prabhupada said in the in the Bhagavad Gita, like the wind blowing in in a dry field of of bamboos, and and they just friction comes and fire comes. It it has no cause. it's not someone lit the fire. It has no cause. So fire, disruption, polarization. So I, I can see maturity in Krishna consciousness not being attached to the body, not being attached to this life <laughs> for, for the, the, the boga that you got. Because at, at birth, the, 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 your boga, your enjoyment and your, 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 you know, your suffering and, and your death is all determined. So I could see, you know, and I think that's, I have a spark of that, you know, I still have some kind of energetic in life, but I have a spark like that. I remember a god brother of mine, Sridhar Maharaj. Who also died in, in Mayapur and was known for his wonderful service, and he was a friend of mine. and And, and he and he'd have, he'd have um, this briefcase, and and he'd have two stickers on it. One of them I can't repeat the word. It's same something different day, and the other one is life is tough, and then you die so i can see you know unless there's that shift and identity as 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 a servant of of krishna and the devotees unless we develop that identity and have our mission and have some service what is the use of this life And and, and and when you can't do that anymore, then there's no artificial prolonging it. There's no artificial prolonging it. You accept Krishna's will. So in that way, and in and, and many ways, it was glorious. And... Uh, especially the life of suffering that he had physically and mentally. I can see, he could see like, okay, I'm in my seventies. The body is not working. My mind is not working. What is the use? So I wanted to share that and also our prayers for him. And I have to say, uh, you know, I would a few times a year take Prasadam in his room and his Raj Vogue Raj Vogue is the noon offering where there's like 15 items it was ambrosial and many many devotees will, will uh, miss him miss him greatly so I'm glad I could say something now in today's story as we know that Lord Chaitanya was in Puri and he saw Jagannath and a devotee and his Lord, he feels so much energy called Prema between them as a calf and a a cow and a calf and a mother and her baby or two lovers and this is towards God. They feel such an energy and because Lord Chaitanya's god in the form of top most devotee the energy felt really barely contained in the body and even we see that in a mundane way when people have have emotional things it really affects their body they they, they just have to it really affects their body and what to speak of the emotion of praying which is the consummate, the highest emotion in Lord Chaitanya. When Unconscious for nine hours and he was helped by Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya by great fortune and the transcendental system. And he wants to, and, and, and he, he's going to reciprocate with that service with Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. But Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya is the top logician, priest, scholar in, in India. So there's an Abhiman, a self-conception about that. There's a self-conception about that. And he's he's older and Lord Chaitanya is younger. So Lord Chaitanya has a desire to reciprocate and when you have realization, You understand how a person understands truth and therefore how you have to communicate it to them. And he understands that. And it's true. Sometimes you have to do this. Sometimes to establish your authority, you actually have to take the humble position. You have to listen to people. You have to respect people. And then they'll say, oh, this person, and if it's legitimate, then they'll say, oh, this person is humble. And if they have some, some spiritual conception themselves, they'll start to elevate that person's authority based on their, uh, their humility, rather than if you try to preach to them. (laughs) I see that in the world, people are very, very sensitive to authority and, and if you, you, you what prabhupada had to do to spread krishna consciousness and who he had to empower and who he had to make leaders and no one was qualified and so many people faulted and so many people did so there's such a crisis of faith in authority and which makes it very difficult for people to advance Because faith is the precursor of knowledge. The whole Vedic society, I think if there's two things that it establishes, it establishes truthfulness and faith as the foundations of spiritual life. You see in the Mahabharata, everybody is Bhishmadev. You know, he makes his vow and his word and, and Yudhisthira and he never tells a lie and It's so important because if there's truthfulness, then you only have to verbalize your ideals and they're done. And if there is faithfulness, then you can benefit from authority and not just authority in terms of people being in charge of you, authority in terms of a society that with age and with education and with practice, people actually realize something that they can actually give and communicate to you. And when a society sets that up properly in terms of your parents, in terms of your teachers, in terms of your leaders, what is that verse? Oh, wait a second! I'm determined to remember it. Guru nisasyat, nisasyat, Don't become a guru. Don't you know? Take a, a, a responsibility. Don't become a parent. Don't become a teacher. Don't become this, unless you're actually an authority, <laughs> a spiritual authority but there were such people and the society was filled with them. So if you had that kind of conception of faith, you would learn so much because you can respond to those authorities in such a way that they would reciprocate with you. Just like in the Bhagavatam, the, 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 The the qualification of Shona Garishi is because, you know, you were gentle and you were submissive. And and therefore, I'm going to give this knowledge to you, which may not conform to the way you see the world. It may not conform to your opinions. It may not conform to your desires. But because you have that faith, you will consider it and understand it rather than simply reject it, simply based on your your ego and your desires. For so Lord Chaitanya knew, like he, he can understand that this is a difficult situation. Sarvabhama Bhattacharya is, is such a learned person and he's elderly. So I will surrender to him. I will surrender to him. I, I will submit to him. It's such a beautiful psychology to to endear someone and have them respect you. Actually, if it's done in the right way, so he told them, and he he he, he told them that, hey, you want me to instruct you? You did something really wrong. You are young, and you took, and you're a Vaishnava, and you took sannyas because." Sannyasa is after three quarters of the life, when one can actually, with integrity, live that level of renunciation, and with purity, can take that degree of respect that that level of renunciation gives, and the order gives. But you, you, but you are young, and you haven't gone through through this, and 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 not only that. It's not good for a Vaishnava because a Vaishnava wants anything else but to be in the center and to take that, that, that position of the center. You, know, you know, sannyasi, I am the, the, the guru of all the orders and ashrams. And Jai, Jai Maharaj, Jai Maharaj, Jai, Jai Maharaj. (laughs) So Sargabha Bhattacharya said this, is, and, and Lord Chaitanya then explained to him, you know, don't consider me a sannyasi like that especially not an impersonalist sannyasi. I did it out of separation from Krishna. I was disturbed. I really did it because I became disgusted with the world. (laughs) And I wanted to just dedicate myself completely. I had no feelings anymore for the world. And I just wanted to give it up. That's the only reason. And I was separated from Krishna. And in that separation, I wanted to do everything possibly I could completely. And that's, of course, that's the real sannyas. That's the real renunciation. I'm so attached to Krishna. that I don't want any other consideration. And now... Krishna, uh Nasa of course gonna, kind of commenting on this and how he comments on it is that it's hard to know the Lord unless he reveals himself and, 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 and especially here he, he, he's manifesting himself What to speak of Lord Chaitanya is not manifesting himself as God Krishna is not manifesting himself as God and actually, Krishna doesn't even have the conception that he's God. <laughs> of course, there's Sarvajya and there's mudatta. He's simultaneously all-knowing and forgetful. So in terms of his rasa, he doesn't have that conception that he's God. And neither does Lord Chaitanya have that conception. So it's very difficult. How do you understand God? And, and this is who has the power to know if he does not reveal himself. And, and, and this is a point that I, I was honing in on, on several lectures, and I'm just gonna repeat it again, only because the verse here is, is alluding to it. What a person is, is their love. That's what a person is, it's their love. It's their parental feelings, it's their romantic feelings, it's their affectionate feelings, it's their fraternal feelings, it's their reverential feelings. That's what a person is. What would that, what is it? I think, what's her name? Mary Angelou, she's a famous author, is that how you pronounce it? Author. Yeah, I think she said this thing that, you know, a person should be remembered more for what they done, more more for how they made people feel than what they've accomplished. So that's who we are. And that part of us only comes out when we choose to reveal it. And that's the whole thing of bhakti and why service is so important because service reveals our love. And unless people can feel that, they won't trust you with themselves, no matter how much power you have. And that's why GAN is not a sufficient process to understand person, because it's an analysis. And people are not, there's limited, there's, you know, unless you know something, unless you know someone, you don't know them, <laughs> unless you have a relationship with them. And so many times that happens, you hear about someone. And you read about someone. But only when you have prayer, oh, that's what you're like. Only we have that relationship. A lot of times it's different from what we thought. Even though we may have read about that person, maybe we heard about that person. The Lord is greatly pleased. The Lord is greatly pleased with whatever his servant speaks, even if that servant lacks proper knowledge. Because it's not gan. Yeah, what pleases one? It's his love. And, and even without proper knowledge, even without scholarship, so to speak, you can express love. You can express realization and you can please God. And, and one of the classic examples is, when Prabhupada was in Mumbai, his servants were Malati and Shamsundar and had a little daughter, and she was extremely, extremely attractive as a young girl. Because, you know, Malati was beautiful and Shamsundar Sunda was, handsome, very handsome, and the girl had those genes. She was extremely beautiful, and Prabhupada would love her preaching. She would go to these big life members, these respectable Indian life members, and say, do you know who Krishna is? And they go, oh, oh, no. And she said, he's the supreme personality of Godhead, and their hearts would melt. Prabhupada would say, look, even such a young girl can preach according to her realization." So when we speak from the heart, even the simplest thing, out of love for someone, it's pleasing. It's just like a like again, a little child and their parents, if the little child just like draws some stick figures for the, for the parents, or some gives the father or the mother like a little, you know, drawing. It, it's so much appreciated. Not that the person was a great artist, but that it was such a sincere offering of love. The Lord, Sarva Kala Britya Shange Prabhu Krita Kori. Seva kera nimitta apane avatari, the Lord always enjoys pastimes with His servant. He in- incarnates for the sake of His servants. So that's really why Krishna. One of the reasons Krishna appears, Sadhunam, sadunam, to protect the devotees and annihilate the miscreants. But to annihilate the miscreants, he can send his avatars. But to protect the devotees, and really what protects the devotees is their hearts. And therefore, Krishna manifests his pastimes. I remember every year, this is just kind of a fun remembrance. Um, we had a very uh, reciprocal relationship with Narayana Marj. And we would invite him to the Krishna Balaram Mandir to give the, the lecture on Balaram's appearance day. And he would come. And in reciprocation, he would ask us to go the day before Janmasthami for a huge Harinam all around Mathura, The whole Mathura, And it was very difficult because it's the day before John Master, I mean, This wouldn't end till twelve o'clock at night or one o'clock, and, and and it always started late because that's what Indian programs do. It was this Aka You came one year with this silver trumpet, and the Ryan March wanted one. So the next year he bought the silver trumpet. So we go around and and. When I was in Vrindavan and, and I was uh, an administrator there for 20 years, Prabhupada said the management in Vrindavan is cursed. And if you, if you tried to deal there, you'd understand why. But the difficulty was, was the foreign registration officers would harass us. They would really harass us because they would want money. And they taught you, and and they could kick you out in a second. And you had your visa, and every year you had to get it renewed. And every year it was so difficult. And then I'd have to go to Delhi to do it. I have to meet the joint secretary, and there's so much problems. And it, it and it was kind of Krishna Lila because the demons came from Matara, comes to center Matara. So we looked at them as like the demons sent from Matara. and they had an office called Katwali at the police office, foreign registration office. And I remember when I was doing the kirtan with with, with that big kirtan procession, we passed the police office and we saw their saying. And their motto was put it to sadunam And I had such a desire to go change that sign to Uh, They destroy the sadhus and they protect the miscreants. So, whoops. Hare Krishna. So, um, anyway. Hmm. Okay, we go on. As the devotee worships the lotus feet of Krishna, Krishna reciprocates with the devotee in a similar way. The nature of the Lord is that he is affectionate to his devotees who has the power to change that nature. So that's just relationship. There is a relationship. Our eternal relationship is with Krishna and others are temporary. So there is a feeling there is a relationship he has with his devotees um and he reciprocates because that's that's what love means love means you reciprocate as one surrenders you you accordingly and and and, and a great person not only reciprocates in a business way; they they give more. They have love. They want to please that person. And 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 what is what is what is, what is bhakti? The six loving exchanges of bhakti. It's not just sadna. It's not the practice. It's what the spiritual world is. It's 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 the dhati pratigrinaati. You give gifts. You accept gifts. Guyamat Yachi Prichiti, Bunte Bhojya you inquire. And I remember in Vrindavan, there was a particular year that some of the big ISKCON leaders, and it was Zonal Acharyas, so practically the gurus of half the movement left, and, and, and people were, they started to take shelter in Vrindavan. So, and I remember at that time, my god brothers, Giriraj Swami, Tamal Krishna Maharaj, Partasarti Goswami, a lot of my godbrothers and god sisters would take shelter in Vrindavan because we had this sense, you know, preaching, 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 preaching. Now we have to cultivate our internal spiritual life. And that was the realization of so many devotees. And that's when we started the VIHE, the Vrindavan Institute of Higher Education. There was no education in ISKCON, none. <laughs> it was morning and evening classes. Bori Jumper, who started education in ISKCON, there was no formal training of classes. He's a very deep person. He thought about it deeply. He into education when we started the VIAG. But at that time, we were living that life. So many times, people would just exchange and give gifts, you should, I'm speaking to some people, you should think about it. You know, if you have some friends or devotees or something, give them a gift, <laughs> you know. Exchange, you'll just see how those relationships just blossom, you know. Of course, bunte bojiyate chayva, the prasadam giving the prasadam except that we do that and that's wonderful, but remember at that time mother jagatarini she used to make these little artistic boxes with with little bottles and and things of all the places of krishna's pastimes and people mother i gave the example mother Srimati, a great exalted vaishnavi that lives in vrindavan and occasionally i get a knock on my door and her servant would come and there was like a i remember she gave me a gift of a, a laminated copy of your ever well-wisher, which was written by Bhakti Siddhanta. So Krishna reciprocates with his devotees. That's why... Um, that's why the supremacy of Krishna is that he's controlled by his devotees' love. It seems like a uh, oxymoron or some paradox, but the, 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 the supremacy of God is that he's controlled by his love. Because if he wasn't controlled by love, then he would be impersonal. And Prabhupada say, Krishna doesn't have the defect of impersonality. If you if you look and you judge a person that you've surrendered to, you've given your life to, you've given something, you sur- you know you, you, and then there's no impetus in them to submit or serve your desire. What is that's not a it's not that's not a person that's exalted. It's a person that's psychological inhibitions. So, so Krishna is like that. And, and and that's what he's explaining here. And he's explaining in relationship to Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. That he's actually reciprocating with his devotee. The Lord smiled as he looked at Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. Yet Sarvabhoma could not understand the Lord's words, for he was bewildered by the Lord's illusory potency. So Krishna's just smiling, and uh, uh, Lord is smiling, and why is he smiling? Because he sees that Svarabhava Bhattacharya is kind of bewildered. <laughs> and he's bewildered by him, ultimately. He's bewildered by the illusory potency, which Follows our desires to not be what we are. If Krishna is going to satisfy our desires, the only way he can do so is put us in illusion to make us not see him and not see ourselves. So that potency comes because we desire it. We want to be something we're not. We want to be the controller. We want to be the enjoyer. So he sends his potency. So he's amused here. Sarvabhamas said, you are senior to me by ashram. So according to the scriptures, you are worshipable and I am to worship you. So he was affected by that humility of Lord Chaitanya. And Lord Chaitanya, what he wanted was right. He wanted him to have faith. And it's so interesting how he did it. And I see that sometimes even, you know, in in this world, you can't, you can't discuss anything without an argument. And I generally try to avoid it. But Somehow or other, I felt to help this person, (laughs) I would have to engage with him in that way. I would have to engage with him in that way. Um, And I went at it and it was a distraction, but I made the conscious choice that this person who i had i had known and i hadn't really contacted with for like 20 years that i'd have to engage with some of his conceptions and i also knew that he was proud because he was extremely intelligent So I saw, you know, how I made my points and I like this and that. But I saw that the only way he would have faith in me is if I was, I had to really maintain my respect and humility even while making my points and not push it too far. And I see that with many people. At the end, you have to give them the last word. (laughs) You have to give them the last word if you want the relationship sometimes to continue. I made my points. Okay, you say what you have to say. And therefore, Narada Bhakti Sutras, it says one of the principles is a Vaishnava doesn't argue. Because it it, uh, argument is is such a manifestation of the false ego. Because the false ego is, I want power. I want power because I want to control. I want to control because I want to enjoy. So the false ego is so active in that way. And one thing that compromises our conception of control and enjoyment and our fear of losing it is I'm wrong. So anyway, I am well I, I'm gonna yeah anyway, I've I've kind of gone today because it's a new kind of section. So uh Jamuna Jaya, would you like to Any we have time for questions and uh Okay, okay, my audience is here. Sorry,
1: <laughs> uh, Bill Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, Maharaj.
0: Oh, wait, I Thank can't you. hear it. I must not oh, have my second one. Okay. okay, yes. You
1: hear me? Yeah. Back.
0: Go ahead. Thank
1: you for class, Maharaj. Thank you so much. I That last point you just made, I was scribbling it down because that whole thing about argument being a manifestation of the false ego is just that's, that's such a mind opener. And your whole explanation of that to, to enjoy want to control and then and the thing that you say over and over again, that that the thing we hate to hear is you're wrong, you're wrong to knock us down. And that just really, but the the way you put that, that the argument is a manifestation of false ego was just really, really wonderful.
0: I have to learn this myself. But the first (laughs) instruction that the first instruction that krishna gives in the bhagavad gita is you're wrong asochan and the say although you're speaking such learned words arjuna you're a fool the wise man speaks the wise man laments neither for the living nor the dead <laughs> And the first thing he had to do, he was taking the position of teacher. He had to diminish the false ego. And what a delicate operation to cut out the ego without cutting out the heart. Very, 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 very difficult. Very, very difficult. You have to wait for teachable moments. <laughs> and that's all.
2: <laughs>
1: Cut out the ego without cutting out the heart. That's a, that's another great one, Maharaj. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Okay. Gail, you have any questions? I have some time.
2: Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Thank you so much. Yeah, I also really love <laughs> that. Really resonated with my heart, too. Cut out the... <laughs> cut out the false ego without cutting out the heart. But, yes. um,
0: Otherwise, as a guru, you could leave a path of destruction.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I've always wanted a little more elaboration on the line that says Krishna comes to protect his devotees. Because it seems like that line could be addressing pure devotees, aspiring devotees, you know, for pure devotees, protection means I think he's come to ex- have loving exchanges with them. For aspiring devotees, he comes to to um, protect their devotion or cul- help cultivate their devotion. Maybe it means different things for different people. I don't know I, if you I, could elaborate.
0: I think it would mean different things for different people. Mm-hmm. But but in that, some commentaries on that specifically refer that it, it, it's to exhibit his pastimes for the devotees who are in separation of him and need mm-hmm. subject matter about him to pacify their hearts. But, you know, the other verse right next to that is yadaya dahi dharma here bhavati Bharata.
2: Yeah.
0: Ever and whether there is, you know, a discrepancy in religion. So, I yeah, I, I I think it depends on yeah in different ways. But I I think specifically that is really referring to that to satisfy those devotees by giving the subject matter to his pastimes.
2: Okay. Thank you so much.
0: Okay. Okay. Anybody else like to say hello? Maraj, can I ask a question? Yeah, you can share.
1: All right, Krishna Marsh my obeisances. It's it's sort of an observation and then a question. So there is and a share. There's a in business, there's a phrase called the abundance of exchange. And that basically means what you were talking about a little while ago, that um, if, if someone gives me a dollar, I'm gonna give them a dollar fifty in exchange, and it's not about money, it's about effort, it's about sincerity, it's about dedication, so that's the exchange that Krishna gives to us, you know, we take a, give a little bit and we get a lot more in return, so that's one observation that um, is going to help me a lot, um, because I'm always talking about abundance of exchange with my team and my business. And the second thing is, Tamal Krishna Goswami, when he gave classes, I always observed this because it followed in line with um, something I learned with Peter Burwash, was not to use the word I so much, you know, just because, for, at least for myself, because of the reinforcement with the ego. But he, Tamal Krishna Goswami, in classes, gave, used the, the term, the pronoun we, even if it was him doing it. And I was wondering if you could comment a little bit on uh, Prabhupada's use of "we" versus "I," and also to Mahatma first, perhaps when he was alone. I have, to, I have
0: to say, frankly, we never thought of that. <laughs> um, I, I never really thought of that. Really, of I, I never, I never actually thought about when it's appropriate to use the term we for I and what's the psychology of it. I I've, I've I just hmm. um I'd first like to kind of get like a literary sense of it, you know, because uh, maybe ask uh Kalachanji, you know, when liter literary in a literary sense, but I knew in a literary sense when it's used, right? Hmm. And when it's appropriate, when it's not. Then I could make a comment on how it applies, um, you know, to Vaishnava. To my personally, when I say "we," uh, it sounds strange to me, to my, to, to my own personality, to say like "we." Right. Uh, and and I, I think it can it, it, it can indicate a sense of humility, and it can indicate the the opposite you know, where you claim you're speaking right, right. To everyone. Good I'll point. get back to you on it, but I really appreciate it. It's a good question. We'll touch base the week after Saturday. Looking forward to, to seeing Looking you. To it. Hare Krishna. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna
2: Maharaj. Thank Hare you very much for the wonderful Yasmin.
0: As you, where is your beautiful daughter?
2: Yeah, she couldn't join, and she sent uh, her humble okay. obeisances to you. Tell her uh, I, 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 I asked
0: for her, but thank you for coming. Nice to see you. Thank
2: I you very really,
0: much. I really appreciate how steady you are in these classes. Uh,
2: thank you, because it's very wonderful and it's very helpful
1: to us. Thank you.
0: Thank you, thank you. Anybody else? Alright, Krishna Gumaraj, Toto Gopinath here,
1: and Kishori.
0: Hi, Bo, good. Okay, some others.
1: I Krishna Guru Maharaj, now I'm you here.
0: Oh, okay. You're
1: Haribo.
0: okay. Nice to see you. Thank you.
1: Wonderful class.
0: <laughs> yeah, some more. Hi, Bo, Jack here. Hey, Jack. Hi, Bo, great. Hi, Bo,
1: Looking Anybody forward to
0: else? Saturday. Thank you. Okay.
2: Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Gloria. Who is it? Gloria.
0: Gloria. Hare bow. Okay.
2: Thank you for the class.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. A few more. Hare Krishna
2: Maharaj. Hare
0: bow. Hare bow. Maharaj. Hare Hare
2: Krishna
0: Maharaj. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.
2: Thank Thanks so much class. for the
0: class. Hola. Hola <laughs> Maharaj.
2: Maharaj, thanks for sharing uh, that uh, uh, Akinchan and Krishna's questions and all your thoughts about
0: it. It was no, really. I, I just got it right before that. Mm. It's nothing really to think about. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Guru welcome Govinda. Thank you for a great class. Haribol. Haribol. Hare Bo. Haribo. Haribo. Krishna Premi, are you there?
2: Yes, Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj.
0: You cannot buy a ticket to get out of Mayapur.
2: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Today, what you said, faith is a precursor of knowledge. I think it's a very brief and a very essential statement. And
0: I remember that. Thank you so much. Okay. Haribo. Anybody else? okay okay Rangarani, hari krishna, Hare krishna Mara.
2: Hare... yeah Hare krishna. Hare krishna thank you for beautiful class thank you very
0: thank much you. okay okay i'm going to go now once you're called put through